Hey, what's up? It's MJ. Want to snag a $100 Napa cab for $25? Wine Spies finds incredible wines at ridiculous prices. We're talking Zinfandel, Barolo, Champagne, you name it. Some of these wines are up to 75% off. It's not a club, so there's no obligation to buy. They even have a build a case option so you can mix and match wines and take advantage of free shipping on every purchase. Make sure you keep an eye out for their daily offer because once a wine sells out, there's no guarantee it'll be back. Go ahead and check them out. You'll even get a discount by going to winespies.com forward slash black wine guy. Hey, I'm MJ Taller, also known as a black wine guy. I went from being a totally obsessed wine newbie to becoming the world's first ever African-American fine and rare wine auctioneer in less than three years. In this show, I'll be talking to the mavericks, the philosophers, the players, and the deep thinkers who inhabit the world of wine. They'll share their experiences on how they made it, but more importantly, how they failed and got back up again. So grab a glass and let's get to it. This is the Black Wine Guy Experience. Hey, hey, everybody. What's up? It's your boy, MJ. Welcome to the Black Wine Guy Experience. My guest today is Chef Sam, restauranteur, and my good friend, Chef Michelangelo Westcott. He is the chef and owner of Gypsy Apple Bistro, a French-inspired restaurant located in the foothills of the Berkshires in western Massachusetts. Uh, the Gypsy Apple was listed as one of Eater's 38 most important restaurants in New England and. 2021, this year, the Bistro will be celebrating 15 years of serving an ever-changing menu focused on local produce, mindfully sourced foods with a uniquely crafted wine list that reflects the uncommon journey of my buddy Michelangelo himself. Born in Fort Greene, Brooklyn in the early 70s, that's the real Fort Greene, he and his brother were raised by their parents, both immigrants from the West Indies in a community surrounded by food culture. In 2016, he overcame a battle with stomach cancer and is currently on a major upswing from a rare tick-borne blood infection. Uh, Post-pandemic, he will finally be opening the doors to his restaurant in the upcoming weeks of May. Welcome, Chef Michelangelo Westcott. Is there anything else you'd like to add? No, except hello. How you doing? <laughs> so, Michelangelo and I connected um, through, uh, through a trip to, uh, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, Shelburne Falls, Shelburne Falls, Massachusetts, which is in the Berkshires. It's, uh, in a place called the Pioneer Valley. Uh, it's near UMass, Amherst, Amherst, uh, Hampshire. Um, and, uh, I had seen, um, uh, must've been 2015 or so. I was watching TV and they were talking about where certain famous people live. And there was a famous person who lived in the town of Shelburne Falls, I'm like, damn! If 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 they live there, it must be nice. We should go check it out. And and my wife had uh, been there before. Uh, they have a little waterfall there, and um, and actually, uh, Shelburne Falls is where they filmed the movie Gone Girl with Ben Affleck. So it's this quaint little New England town nestled in the foothills. So we actually connected because my wife does all this research and looking for best places to eat. And so uh, we went up there for our birthdays, and we went to the bistro. And uh, here's how I knew it was a good restaurant. You weren't even there, bro. You were on vacation. I, w I was on vacation. Yeah, and I was and on you vacation. and and, and, and uh, 
That's why, that's why you got that. That's why you're a Psalm and a chef. Um, and, um, you, you had some dude in there and, and the food was so good. The food, and it's like a small, this place is like small, y'all. It's like holds, what is it? What is seat inside? <clears throat> um, we could sit up to 22 people inside. Yeah. So like, I, so, um, you know, so it's a very small, intimate experience and the chef and his wife weren't there and his, uh, his wife at the time weren't there and it was, everything was running. It was humming. It was, it was delicious. So, and my wife did the research and she knew that you was black. And so I was disappointed. So, uh -huh. so I, you know, so, but I was like, I had to come back. So we, so we came back. So that's how we actually, um, connected. It had nothing to do with social media per se, it just nope. had to do with, uh, looking for a, a place to do a, a VRBO, have some good food. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, there's this amazing fine dining, uh, bistro in the middle of nowhere. So, um, oh God, we could talk. Some, and the thing is, literally, it seats 22. And I remember going there and I was saying, if this restaurant was like in LA, or New York, it would have like a two-year waiting list and yep. would cost four to five times what you charge in that place. Well, I mean, it's that fucking good. Thank you. You know, it's that fucking good. All right, so um, what are we drinking tonight on the Black Wine Guy Experience, my brother? Well, we're, you know, uh, two jab turkeys like ourselves. <laughs> we got to have some black chicken, my friend. Yeah, I was saying, man, <laughs> we got two black black wine guys and, 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 and we're on the Black Wine Guy Experience. So we might as well have um, some black chicken. <laughs> some black chicken yeah. by uh, uh, Robert Bale. Yep. Bob Bale um, out of uh, Napa. Yeah. yeah. And uh, this is a really interesting uh, vintage. It's a 2007. Um, I've been holding on to it for a little while. And one of those famous people in Shelburne Falls gave me this bottle of wine a couple of years ago. Wow. Wow. So this is super special, man. Uh, and this is actually for all y'all, uh, you know, this this is would be a uh, it's a 14 year old Zinfandel. It's a 14 year old Zinfandel. Um, and and I'm sure it's it's singing. So let's let's yeah. get into that. And right. um and uh and um you know oh i'm i'm a little i'm a little fanboy in here you guys haven't seen my boy in like a couple of years so you gotta you gotta bear with me tonight y'all um i'm gonna be giggling and <laughs> oh absolutely <laughs> you know? i know it's great seeing you well the colors look the really colors are incredible right very interesting yeah right so um i mentioned a little bits in, in the bio you know that uh you have had some major health issues in the past year and then a pandemic um, and uh, you know we talked about getting together and um, and I know you're waiting to get vaccinated so I'm so happy that um, you could join us today I'm actually hundred percent vaccinated that's what's up yeah yeah that's what's so, up so th that's that's why I came out to the city and uh, test this new <laughs> this new vaccine out <laughs> <laughs> take the vaccine out uh, for a test drive yeah. <laughs> See if me and Dr. Felchi have <laughs> have to have some words later on, but uh, no, I, I feel good. I feel good about um, the direction um, the pandemic's going in, which is on the upswing opposed to the downswing, yeah. because the beginning of last year was was quite. Uh, it was uh, hairy, man. It, it was so hairy, man. It was it was. <laughs> there's no real words to describe it except hairy and scary. Yeah, man. You know? Uh, yeah. um, and uh, I just poured some of this uh, beautiful zen into this glass, um, which we had a really hard time to get yeah, that and cork little, out. Yeah, and, and the crunchy stuff's free. So if you ever get any cork or sediment in your glass, it's free, people. Don't mm -hmm. freak out. Um, so tell me about growing up in Fort Greene, Brooklyn in the 70s. Because we're talking like Spike Lee movie for Green. We're talking, oh. what was that, Crooklyn, Spike Lee, yep. Crooklyn? Yeah, 
Uh, Fort Green. Yeah. Fort Green, old school. Big Daddy Kane. We, we're talking old school. Um, I actually went to to uh, elementary school with uh, Big Daddy Kane's um, like uh, cousin, his little cousin. And my brother and him were in the same class, and and they uh, they were really close at at the time. But uh, for you know, <laughs> coming into the city today. Um, and comparing it to when I was a kid where I can get a 50 cent slice and then somewhere in between the 70s and 2021 where I remember buying a slice of pizza for three dollars but now miraculously it's a dollar again it's it's, it's, (laughs) I don't know what's going on you know it's uh it's hilarious you know it's just like it's one of those kind of like Almost Maple Leaf City. It's, it's New York is the most realist city in the world, um, but you know there are so many people that that use this as kind of like an in between or you know a place to just try out. And so it's 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 a little confusing because you got like the true diehard New York New Yorkers like myself, that, which I haven't lived here in a long time. But it's a, it's a different it's a different attitude. Yeah. And now you know. Um, it's kind of like, oh wow, this is a this is a really tame city with one dollar pizza again. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, when the first time I came to the city to do the podcast back like in September, it it had that that Ed Koch feel to the city again, oh. man. Mm. Mr. Ed, yeah, you know the famous Mr. Ed. Yeah, he was the, <laughs> the famous. Mr. Ed. <laughs> oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's hard to forget. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so, but Fort Greene was it was very ethnic back then. It was very very ethnic, um, and you know it's it's kind of funny because I remember those days also being very segregated. Um, right. You know where there was the Polish neighborhood, there was the Italian neighborhood, there was the Latino neighborhood, and then even the Latinos had like the Dominican the, neighborhood, the, the Puerto Rican discrimination yeah, yeah, yeah. against other Latinos. So like, yeah. oh, the, the, the oh, the Dominicans live over there, you know, <laughs> the people yeah, they live over there, you know what I mean? Because my dad was like hardcore old school Puerto Rican man, came here in the fifties. Okay. You know, came came like him with his brothers, and you know, and tried to make something of of themselves. Um, and they did it um, in Fort Greene. Wow, wow. Yeah. So yeah, I was that was actually going to ask you next. I know, I know your parents are immigrants, uh, and you said your dad is from Puerto Rico. Where's your mother from? My mother's from the French West Indies, um, uh, an island called Saint Martin. Um, it's in affiliation with you know uh, Saint Bart's, um, um, Guadeloupe, and Martinique. Um, it's a very beautiful island. Um, they've also have been going through a lot of struggles uh, ever since the last hurricane. And now with the pandemic, you know, money's hard in those places because there's really no – the government will support you a little bit, but it's really tough, man, in the Caribbean. You know, it's just like, it's like, hey, man, we got no water. We got no food. We got no this. And, and shit, you got no money now. You know, jobs are gone, and you know, crimes increased, and things like that. So it's 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 a little it's a little sad to see <clears throat> places like that. You know, and of course, you know, once you got money and you can go into these places, it's fine because you, you, now you're getting it's like, oh, I'm going here, I'm going to get a great discount. I'm going to scoop up a bunch of properties. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to screw these people like nobody's business. So that's that's what I see when yeah. I go there because you know um it's it's uh, you know it's unfortunate that people definitely uh feed off the off off the of the poor. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I mean it's uh shit, man. Yeah, I mean it that's that's 
that's uh, that's the capitalism way, right? Yep. <clears throat> you know, um, I, I'm sad but true. So coming, so you got Puerto Rican dad, got a mother from St. Martin, um, growing up in Fort Greene, and you had Polish neighbors around, your Italian neighbors. Around. So how did how did growing up with parents who were immigrants and in such an ethnically diverse yet segregated mm-hmm. uh, section of New York City, how did that influence where you are today? Well. I learned a lot just walking through Williamsburg, Brooklyn back in the day because, you know, as, as as you know, today still it's a, it's a big Hasidic Jewish neighborhood. And I would walk from my end of Fort Greene to the my first job in the city, which was in Williamsburg on Grand Street. It was on 69 Grand Street. And I worked for the Unification Church. Um, they had a conglomerate of businesses all throughout the city, all throughout the country. They owned the New Yorker. Um, and that's where most of those people actually uh, resigned. And, you know, everyone who don't know Reverend Moon, he was the famous minister who married 25,000 couples in Madison Square Garden. Um, well, Sung Sung Young Moon, right? Young Sung Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yep. <clears throat> um, so I ended up getting a job. You know, uh, it was kind of weird. Uh, my mom, you know, we. my mom is a, a, the church lady. So we grew up in church. And at the time... My mom like my mom went through churches like like she went to a, a deck of cards, bro. I was, I was, I was gonna say because like because like you just mentioned Unification Church, but like we had also bonded because my mom was was a Joel Witness Church lady, well, right? Well, so well, your mom was just she's like she's like if you own property in Brooklyn, I want to go to your church, right? Yeah, well, 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 it's it's so weird, man. You know, like my mom is is a Jehovah's Witness now, but we went, you know, um, the Mormons. <laughs> it just it, dude, the plethora, man. There was a, there was a time when she went to uh kingdom hall when we were kids she, like dude back to back church bro <laughs> oh that's ill that <laughs> and, is and, Ill. and she would push me and my brother out the door to go to sunday school oh. but that was kind of cool man because you know our church was in clinton hill so um you know we would you know we get our allowance which was a dollar and we'll like get like 25 cents worth of candy and then some pizzas from this uh, Italian pro- dude that used to make these like beautiful like small pizzas in this fi- uh, you know brick oven pizza um, for like it was, I remember he used to sell them for fifty cents, man. Mm. And then it went up to seventy five cents, and that was like Sunday. That was like heaven. I'm like, wow, this pizza. It's like it, New York pizza was always good, bro. Brooklyn pizza was always great, the best. Um, now I now I like was introduced to this like little Italian guy who used to smoke the cigar while he was working <laughs> and making pizzas and selling pastry on Sunday. Sunday morning, man, I'm, I'm going in, I'm seeing this, this, this like crotchety old fucking Italian dude. And he was just like, but you know, over the years he, you know, he recognized us and, and, and whatnot and just totally hooked us up, man. But that was my like, kind of like eye-opening parts of, of my youth was that pizza guy and then working for the Unification Church because that Unification Church was employing Asians, mostly Koreans mm-hmm. and Japanese uh, workers to work in the fish industry. So I had, my eyes were totally wide wide open at that point. And then, um, you know, then I started doing deliveries for this, for this company um, where they would send me out in the world with like, I was like fucking 14, man. I was like fourteen and hustling fish with like some slinging fish with, with some like skinny Puerto Rican cat or some like like fucking bitter <laughs> some bitter other guy. I'm not gonna be, tell his ethnicity. Um, <laughs> 
this would be PC. But again, you know, like over the years, like even that guy, we became like really, really close and really, it was really sweet. So I got introduced to like eating raw fish mm-hmm. um, through um, uh, this fish company because um, they also uh, distributed their fish to all of these great Japanese restaurants all over the city. Places like Trip on Four in the village that fucking died like in 19, I don't know, 86, you know. Um, and, you know, just random little sushi, like when it, when, when it was actually Japanese chefs making sushi. Like when, and, when, when a sushi chef was like from Japan. Yeah, trained. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Where you could find like a sukiyaki on a fucking menu, bro. I haven't seen a sukiyaki on the menu in 30 years. I haven't heard of sukiyaki since The Last Dragon. Sukiyaki, sukiyaki. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, that, that, that. Allowed me to start delivering. Then I started going to American, like the Hudson Street Cafe, Mm -hmm. uh, Tavern on the Green, Quilt the Giraffe, you know, just like, like now it's like, oh shit, I remember like walking in those doors at a time when they were like at the peak of the game, man, you know, and that also allowed me to witness like, wow, this dining room is is, is fucking phenomenal. It's just like something resonated with me. Like, wow, this is amazing. And I'm like, I want to be in, I want to work in this place. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, seeing the chefs and, and, you know, giving me a little box of food to just roll on the road with. And I'm like, it just blowing my fucking mind, man. You know, getting eaten octopus. And I, I remember like just random things that were given to me. Like first piece of foie gras, I think I had it at the Husband Street Cafe when I was like fucking 14. Mm. You know, um, it just really interesting like it, this could not have happened to me anywhere where else in the world except right. fucking New York City right um, and you know even though things were a little segregated people still had some like people had like respect for each other you know people and you know they'd be like oh you know it's like you know like your your Puerto Rican dad like mira papi you know I'm not doing that you know just leave me alone bro like keep on keep on keep it moving you know, it's uh, and things were a lot more real. People were a lot less sensitive back in the day. So, you know, it's just like, again, you know, right now I go to the city, everyone's have their little niche, little restaurant. Yeah. And it's like, it's just built on what, like, really no culture, man. You know, and if it is, you know, you it's, you can't even afford it. Right. Right. You know? right. So it's either, and then, of, of course, there's all these quick to go places that are everywhere but there's i I want the soul in the food i want i want the the expression of the chef to tell me his story in the food um and you get that but you got to pay a fucking lot of money for it yeah it comes at a premium it comes at a premium yeah it um, comes at a high premium so so you got your start slinging fish walking around town getting hooked up eating pupo and and foie gras and um what was like your first in-house restaurant type gig man my first in-house gig restaurant, man. Okay, my mom moved us out of the city um, <clears throat> during my last my my sophomore year in high in high school. I was I went to uh, uh, Park West on West Fiftieth Street. Um, so she she took me out of the school, and she, you know she wanted you know and, and back then you, you remember MJ crack cocaine was hitting the streets. Oh like, yeah, like bro. fire, son. Yeah, like you seen people just being like. You know, chilling one day, hey, ha, ha. Yeah. and then <laughs> the next day, see him dragging ass. And, no, I mean, we, we laugh, but I mean, because no. you think of like comedians like Chappelle, you think yeah. uh, you think of like uh, Tyrone Wiggins, but literally, that's that's what it's like. Yeah, like like people like in the matter of like two weeks, 
Yeah. You don't even recognize the person. Totally gone. You know, it was just gone. Totally you know? gone. You know, my my brothers turned me on to this, uh, was it Snowfall? Yeah, I watched Snowfall. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, the girl, I, right? The, dude, I just, I, how come I, you know why? Because I don't have TV, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how come I never knew about this show? Because I don't have TV. Yeah. But I, I you know, but uh, Hulu has it on. And dude, I'm, 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 I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah, that's a good show. That's a great show. Yeah, you guys should check out Snowfall. Yeah, um, absolutely. It actually, it was actually that was a John Singleton joint. It was one of the things, last things he executive produced. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. Oh, interesting. And they, they still credit him. Yeah, and, you know, but you know what? A, a great uh, representation of of that era. Right. You know, it's just like you know, shit was. And, and I mean, because we we have short memories in this fucking country. Yeah, of course. Right. We like we've already forgotten that there was a coup at the Capitol. Oh, when? When did this happen? Right, right, <laughs> right. We fucking, you know, but but like, fucking the CIA sold crack cocaine absolutely in L.A. Yep. to finance fucking yeah the war against the Contras. Yeah, but nobody gives a like. How like that's like so Push. like 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 and like I watch that like on the one hand like when you're trying to do stuff I tell people like it's hard to you have to focus on what you're doing but like. I need those reminders too. I'm like, because that shit was like in my lifetime. Okay. Yep. Like, you know, that like even, ugh, this is just going to be the show. This is the show it's going to be today, guys. Even like, I remember, remember in the 90s, like when, when Boys in the Hood came out, and oh, it, was, yeah. it was like, like, and in LA, how it was so hard for a black man to reach the age of 18. Yep. But it's still fucking hard. Yep. And, and even in LA, it's no, like in no. Minneapolis, Minnesota. I mean, like, it's, it's like, it's Georgia, it's everywhere. Like, yeah. like, and, Shit ain't changed. No, you know, just a script, man. You know, it, it, again, back in those days, it was like black on black crimes. Now it's like police on black crimes. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so it, it hasn't changed much. Yeah. You know, it, just the script has changed just a little bit. Yeah. You know? And even then, we know, I mean, there was always police on black crimes. So I mean, like, <laughs> Dude. it just, that, that's, thank God for camcorders. That's why otherwise that would exist, right? They, people wouldn't even never still, but even that, nobody gives a shit. I dude, just, you know, could you I, imagine I like taking even... that footage of Rodney King with that little fucking camera, dude? Yeah. Like the little, you remember the little yeah, phone? Yeah, yeah. Dude? dude, fucking change the world, man. Right. It's like, holy shit, right. I can actually, actually capture right. the moment. Right, right. So that was a game fucking changer, right. because yeah. you you know look at the the shit that's going down right now with 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 our, our man, you know Mr. Floyd, uh, you know and and dude I I watched I can't watch that shit man because you know when we talk about bullshit and like come on man if that was your fucking kid homeboy uh, right you'd be up in this guy's ass like fucking like white on rice yeah no doubt yeah no doubt yeah it's just like the. the the humanity part has yeah that's been... that's that thing for me it's the human like like it's 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 the the people not recognizing that that they're the our race is human right and then we have different yep. pigmentations and man yeah. but, but but we're all humans and there's this there's this lack of humanity yeah that is um uh, it's, it's depressing if you let it get. So we're going to change the subject. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had to digress. <laughs> this what you get your, you don't see your boy. <laughs> exactly. You start talking about TV shows you watch. <laughs> you know, and and and, and we we talking about you know, and we we're, we're touching on gentrification. So you know, you start thinking about. So it just brings Absolutely. everything back. You know, Absolutely. What I mean? um, so yeah. So that first uh, indoor restaurant gig. So my first restaurant indoor gig um, was in a place called, which is really interesting, it was called the Green Scene Tavern. 
Um, and that was in Pennsylvania. Okay. That was in East Stroudsburg. I, I, that's where I finished uh, high school was uh, um, East Stroudsburg High School, which I call Pennsylvania. <laughs> um, <laughs> because you know, shit was like you know. Even though I'm wearing camouflage, bro, you, you know, you, I mean, you, you know, I got a little redneck in me too, bro. Like Black Duck Dynasty and Yo, shit. Hey, listen, hey, hey, listen, bro. I'm I'm, 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 I'm bringing the country to the city, son. <laughs> but I got my red shoes on, bro. Ain't nobody gonna fuck with you. That's for damn sure. <laughs> oh, I hope not. Um, <clears throat> so my first, my first restaurant gig was uh, at this place that was, it was really interesting. I shouldn't even mention names on this one because the owner was a was this. I don't know, thirty-something-year-old Jewish guy. His father gave him the the restaurant and hotel. Um, you know, he went through some shit. He grew up with a lot of money. Um, wasn't he, he did fucking porn, dude? <laughs> <laughs> he did porn, and and, and this he, is how dad rewarded him. <laughs> and, well, he 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 did a drug that was similar to crack, but the refined part of that drug. Um, and had a really bad accident, and it stopped him from drinking and doing drugs. And he actually became a really solid fucking businessman. Okay. Um, and he ran a this. It was a really good restaurant at at the time. You know, it was we're talking mid mid eighties, eighty seven, eighty eight. They specialized in like American fare. Um, <clears throat> I remember some of the things that were you know popular back then dude flounder parmesan okay <laughs> so I, I was slinging some fucking flounder parmesan and <laughs> shrimp parmesan with spaghetti everything, it was all parmesan back dude, dude, it, everything the, was parmesan or, or was a trio just throw like, some cheese uh, on that motherfucker put it under the salamander damn straight bro <laughs> damn straight and the guy who ran the kitchen his name was Tom Upshulte. I'm only saying that because I think he's no longer. <laughs> with us. He's probably not listening. <laughs> I, I doubt it. But he was a he was the biggest, probably one of the biggest racists I've I've ever met, mm. ever. And I was a kid, mm -hmm. and this guy like didn't give a shit. Mm. And he only hired he, he only I only worked there because Barth hired me, and and um, Tom was you know over the years okay. You know, you, you get to know someone, and you're like, I don't really just want to like not know this person and and do damage or hurt them. Um, so he he at least got that far. But when I first met him, dude, the shit that I had to endure was fucking ridiculous. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but it made me the person that I am today. You know, I can like again my generation. I can right off, right. right off, I mean, right off my back. That, I mean, that's kind of true. I mean, it, <clears throat> there's a good book called uh, "The Coddling of the American Mind," and 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 I don't believe that people should use hate speech and slurs. But but like you said, we just grew up with shit where just like you just had to deal with it. Yeah, and 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 um, and it does make you a little bit stronger, right? Like, I mean, of course, it, you know, it it does make you a little bit stronger. It makes you. Um, strive to be the best yep. at what you do yep right course. so because because you know they're looking at you because of the color of your skin yep so it, it 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 makes you double down well it made me and you yeah of course double down and really strive to to just be the best motherfucker at whatever we're doing if i'm in there i'm gonna be the best whatever you I'm know gonna, i'm gonna when i sold absolutely. cell phones i within two months i was not my salesman i'd like you know yep. i'm just gonna i'm just gonna be the best you know yeah. um but um so you're out there in Pentucky, Pennsylvania, um, um, and um, where where'd you go from uh, 
from that place? Where was your next gig? Man? My next gig. So I graduated from high school and then I took a little stint and I went to Mexico. <laughs> Another shit show, man. <laughs> My life has been full of shit shows. <laughs> I, I ended up landing this gig uh, in Cancun right before like it became like the... De- you know, the destination for spring breakers. Yeah. I went and I worked for this fucking d- dude. This guy was from California. His dad was a taxi cab driver. And it, he had this pizzeria in downtown Cancun called uh, Pedro's Pizza. I didn't know Pedro made pizza. I, I didn't know either, man. But it, honestly, it was it was a, it was cool ass place, and you know, I'm like, <laughs> was that a marketing? It must be like it's like so people would think it was authentic, dude. It was again. They were like, it was a whole new kind of crowd coming in. Okay, like I remember, I, I remember, dude. I lived down. So much sketchy shit happened on down down Cancun, <laughs> dude. If 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 my eyes can bleed, they would, bro. <laughs> For real, man. Um, I remember so much crazy shit. Um, but I was I was going to stay out there for a year, but I ended up staying for um, about five months. You know okay. why? Guess why? Why? Because homeboy wasn't paying me, bro. What? Oh, dude, that dude, that is that is the classic story of my life. So he was one of the first people who that was the first person who never paid me. I got paid every now and then, but. Honestly, this guy was a young dude, a fucking gigolo, man, out in the streets trying to, you know, back in the day, dude, um, table side service, you know, when it sees a salad, um, they'll do something at the table. And I remember like, I remember eating. I remember coming from, I'm fucking out of high school, dude. I don't know shit, you know? Um, and I remember like going to restaurants and I'm like, wow, this is a lot. Of, and it was expensive. It was like super expensive. And I remember like, wow. Then I, then I started meeting people actually from Cancun. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, oh, don't don't ever buy anything here. <laughs> like, really? Dude, I went into their, into their hood, which is probably like six blocks from the actual downtown. The same shit, like, I was getting for like five, six bucks. I was getting for like a dollar. Yeah, I mean, it's 50 just, cents. The fruit's coming from the same field. The vegetables yeah. come from the same fucking fields. Yeah. You know? Well, it was like intentionally created to get the American dollar. Yeah. And... I get it, you know, but I'm not a, mad at it. Not me neither, bro. You know, that's well, capitalism. Not, I mean, son. I mean, and, Texas, yeah. New Mexico, Arizona, and California. Yep. I'm not mad at them if they want to get some tourist no, dollars. Hey, hey, listen, I'm I'm definitely not mad. <laughs> but at but them. but it just sucks, like because you don't know, so you're just you're caught up in it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that and there was nothing exciting about that place. And then um, when I came back, my mom was like re- retiring, so she was like, "I'm going to the Caribbean." She was like, do you want to come? Because I had the option to be like, oh, I'm just going to stay here, which I originally said I was going to do. But I ended up going with her. And, and that kind of changed my life completely, like okay. leaving this country and spending several years in St. Martin. Um, it opened up my eyes, um, even gave it a broader lens um, because there were a lot of Europeans. There was a lot of really great chefs. Dude, fucking restaurants uh, and St. Martin were like on. You remember the show Great Chefs? Yeah. <clears throat> Every now and then you see like, and this is like in the 80s, man. You'll see, well, we'll you know, we're in uh, French St. Martin, Grand Claws, and at this restaurant. And it'd be like a whole one show, like featuring this one chef doing amazing food. And St. Martin is known as the culinary capital of, of the Caribbean. So there's a plethora of um, of food to be eaten and wine to be drunk. 
and I ended up originally getting my first job was so dumb. It was uh, I worked as a, um, a a snorkel instructor, and I ended up like tending bar. And then I got my first cooking <laughs> job in St. Martin, which was the most interesting fucking job I've ever had to to date, because I was working with some crazy ass Italians <laughs> that were young. And like they came from tons of money and their parents just let them out in the world and gave them shit. They gave them all this stuff. They gave them a house. They gave them a business, cars. So these kids were like, fucking shit. It was, and I'm, I'm honestly surprised that they lasted as long as they did because <laughs> it was like literally as soon as they rolled in, I think we used to roll in at like nine, they'd be like pouring fucking orange juice oh, good at Lord. nine in the morning, man. And they'd be going to dinner, dude. <laughs> and then they'd be going out. But, the, but you know, uh, people had a lot of stamina, you know, back in those days. Now, like, you know, I, I, I got to – Now we got to drink hard seltzer. Yeah. Well, I got a 21-year-old and, like, it's like, okay, when I was your age, I was fucking partying and doing shit and out and just chilling, you know, to, like, 3 in the morning. My kid's like, he's up at till 3 in the morning. We're playing fucking Xbox. Call of Duty. So I, just, I was like, he's like, what are you talking about, Dad? Yeah. We yep. on a mission on Call of Duty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, like – and when I was his age, I would have three wardrobe changes. Sid would be in his underwear all day. <laughs> no shirt, just underwear, like getting his, getting something and going back to his room, closing the door and, and playing video games. It's a different generation. It's, it's a totally different generation. And, you know, it's, I, I think I find it quite interesting. But going back to Made in Italy, I learned a lot because, you know, of course – Again, kind of that bigoted, like, oh, I'm, I'm going to get an Italian chef. So I would have, I would always have someone, which was great because I didn't know much about Italian food. So I was great to get that experience from, like, oh, because his father owned uh, uh, a couple of resorts and a really big uh, resort in, uh, in Porto Cevo. And, and, and Sardinia. And he just kind of. So was there, these are. Uh... Italians, Italians, not Italian American. No, these are Italian, okay. Italians, okay. Italians. So yep. and that, they also opened up my eyes to a lot of uh, Sardinian wines, um, you know. And it's kind of funny because it's just like remembering the first time I ever had, or I didn't even know where fucking Sardinia was, man. <laughs> you know, was, I'm fucking <clears throat> seventeen, eighteen, and living in the Caribbean or nineteen, whatever. And Sardinia, where the fuck is that? <laughs> Is that like can of sardines? I know. I mean, literally, like, how would you? I mean, uh, how would you know? Like, that's it's so obscure. It's just like you heard of Italy, but have you heard of Sardinia? Or you know, of course, Sicily, because I watched fucking Godfather. Right, Godfather, right? <laughs> I knew where that was. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so they they introduced me to a a whole kind of like new way of cooking. You know, they're doing a la minute pasta dishes. They're doing things like nothing's made. Everything's being made to mm -hmm. order. Mm -hmm. You know things that are made. The pomodoro. You have your um, uh, you have your chopped tomatoes. If you're doing like a capre uh, uh, they did a pasta caprese, which was like you know um, fresh chopped tomatoes, olive oil, garlic, and like uh, they finished up with a cubed uh, buffalo mozzarella. Um, that was one of my favorites. It was called no, it was called the spaghetti chiqueca. Mm. And um, so I, I got to learn all these really great pasta dishes and, um, and just some really interesting um, just meat dishes. Um, so I did that for a couple of years. And that was, again, I had to stop that job. You know why? 
getting paid. I wasn't getting paid, son. Pay you, bro. I wasn't getting paid. So, yo, you know what you do when you ain't, get, you ain't getting paid? You make a move, son. You, you bounce. <laughs> I got some more. I got some more. No, getting paid jobs uh, down this line. So, so, hold, so let's hold that yeah. thought. We're gonna take a quick break. Okay. And we'll come back and we'll we'll find out how you finally got paid. If you follow me on social media, you know I love discovering and drinking new and exciting labels and winemakers. The Wine Spies offer wines like Single Vineyard Tempranillo from Amador County, Single Vineyard Mount Veter Zen from Peter Franis. If you don't know who he is, now you know. Wine Spies has been gathering intel since 2007, so these guys are really connected in the biz, and that's how they can offer so many great deals. I love their locker feature. It lets you build a case over time so you can check out with just one bottle and avoid shipping charges. They have a top-notch tasting panel so I can rely on the wines to be great every time, which lets me play around and discover more. The spies always take care of me, so if I'm not 100% happy with the wine, they'll make it right. And just for the listeners of my show, there's a special Black Wine Guy Experience URL discount code for $10 off your first order when you sign up at winespies.com forward slash black wine guy. Okay, we're back. And you know what, man? I need I need some more of that black chicken. That black chicken. I think my producer does too. Absolutely. Uh guys, Robert B. Ali Vineyards. Um I'm I'm gonna say Y'all need to send me some wine. Just 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 with my own personal I think that I'm I need to drink the other two bottles. I think it's getting a little oxidized. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, then, yeah, no, it's time. To, it, this summer would be a good time to drink no, these. No, no, this, it's, you know, it, it held up. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, 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 matter of fact, I would say it just turned the peak. Yeah, and, uh, absolutely. Like, it, it just crested the hill and it's going to yeah, go yeah. down, but it's going to go down fast. Yeah, but there's still a lot of life uh, left. It's not completely like, because uh, I've, uh, another wine of lesser quality <laughs> would have been shot like five years ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so um, they weren't paying you. They weren't paying me, so I had to bounce, bro. I, I was like, yo. But in that culture, because where I was, I was next to this French restaurant called Les Cargots, where Christophe was the head chef, and sweet guy. And this guy, we would swap lunches and stuff, and then I would go in his kitchen every now and then, help him out. So I kind of like got into uh, preparing a classic French dishes. And this, I actually did a private... Uh, dinner and I was reflecting on a dish that I had that Christoph made me and I replicated it for this dinner party I did. Well, wine pairing dinner for people that paid me. Okay, because that's where I am now, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the the pay zone. Yeah, yeah. I'm not no longer in the in the no pay zone because <laughs> you know I, apparently people that don't get paid are young chefs, um, dancers. And uh, musicians, bro. Yeah. So yeah. you know, art. You know, starving artists. Fucking get it. Fucking got it. You know, been there, done that. And it's a good business model. Just get people to work and don't pay them. It, well, you know, it's like I mean, it's not. A, I mean, it's a good business model for someone who's an asshole. Well, they used to do that here, bro. Well, I know. I was, I was, just saying, <laughs> I was like, I mean, you know, <laughs> you know, that was, bro, that was a great it, business it's model. Founded on. It yeah. was a country founded on free labor. Yeah. Well, you think free and uh, mm. and and now. Look, Cheap labor, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. and and robots are coming soon. Oh, that's good. That wasn't COVID. I just choked. Yeah, I know. That's, that's another thing. Like, no, no, I have, I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Uh, <laughs> as as I'm coughing my brains out. Um, um, so 
Um, again, I, I learned a lot, and I le- I've also learned how not to run a business because these guys. I remember back in the day, these guys would be like, like throwing shit, like shit vodka into like, tank, like or whatever into like high end bottles. Oh, that 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 that's yeah, that's and common. Not, I mean, not common, but that's a that's known to ha- happen in the business. You just take, you get the shit vodka and put it in uh, high end bottles, top shelf bottles. You know, uh, that's that's so dirty. Don't you? Don't you like? Don't you hate like That's the, so the shisty part of the business, man? Dude, and dude, I remember, dude, this is my first real introduction to Rose MJ was these same guys having two boxes of like wine and literally making Rose. <laughs> well, here's, here's, no, I know. I mean, I mean, there's a place I worked at, oh, which, Lord. which isn't which is closed now, so I could say it, but mm-hmm. I won't say it. But uh, like you know, if someone wanted ginger ale. Ginger ale was Sprite with a little bit of Coke in it. If you don't have ginger ale, oh, interesting. Yeah, you just make it make you make it look like ginger ale. Ginger ale color. Yeah, you know, golden. And you put a lemon in it or something. Well, I, I, I would do that with uh, rum. <laughs> <laughs> Get the same, get the same hue. People are like, I'm never gonna get ginger ale from MJ. No, no, <laughs> I don't have a restaurant, motherfuckers. No, so. a- absolutely, <laughs> you won't. Yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> um. So let's fast forward a little bit. Yep. Um. There, Green Street Cafe in Northampton, Green- Massachusetts. What? What? How did that ch- affect your career? Well, that 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 was the fucking game changer. Green Street, I, dude. I remember coming into Green Street. I just spent like four months on the road going cross country with this girl that I met, and you know, you know the story, bro. I know. Listen, there, there has not been a guest on. <laughs> a, a lot of the wine stories start with a boy or a girl. Yeah, yeah. They so, just do. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> nose I, all up in the air. Oh lord, sprung. <laughs> yep. She was from uh, Linfield, Massachusetts. I met her. Um, on the UMass campus, and we totally hit it off. Long story short, we ended up going cross country. Went to see some music um, in the four months. We went to see fish, and I was like, some... "You were you a fish or a dead tour?" <laughs> so, <laughs> so I, I come back, fucking no money, blown blown out, bro. Because it's like I'm, I think I took a shower like like a month ago or something. <laughs> Did 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 me jumping in the pond count as washing up? <laughs> so anyway, I needed a, a freaking job, man, and I fucking I went to uh, to this restaurant because uh, the person that I was living with, which is one of my best friend's moms, I was living in her basement. <laughs> And um, <laughs> the story gets. I'm, I'm gonna leave. I'm gonna leave Stifler's mom out of this. Yeah, man. yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, she was like, "Oh, I have a friend who, like, uh, the son of my friend is working at Green Street, uh, Matt." I'm like, "Great!" So I went up there, and I'm, I went in, and I'm like, um, "Hello." This is back in the day where you just you, you had enough fucking balls to go in the back of the kitchen and be like, yeah, I need a job. Right. Just walk up the back door? Yeah. yeah. Just like, I'm looking for work. Yeah. Could you email me your resume? <laughs> <laughs> <of> that shit. <laughs> so I, I rolled up in the back of this place. Matt kind of gave me the side eye and shit. It was, it was fine. Dude, we're like best friends. I've known Matt forever now. Um, but he gave me a job. And I 
met the owners and I talked to John for like, literally, he talked to me for like an, almost two hours. Um, Green Street is owned by, was owned by um, a, a, a gay couple, um, came out of New York City, owned a, a great restaurant called um, Adele's. Um, they moved back to the country. John was a, a, a son of a, a farmer. So he grew up in the Polish farming lifestyle, mm -hmm. went to New York City. Um, Jim is from San Francisco, uh, West Coast, California. Um, um, really eccentric. You know, he's a master at Ikebana, um, floral, Japanese floral, mm -hmm. uh, floral arrangement. Worked at uh, the Brooklyn uh, Botanical Garden. Just, just a plethora of shit. These guys took me under their wing, man. I had these this this these guys they they I want to say that they taught me 80% of what I know mm. today. Mm. I'm talking about John and his wine knowledge. I'm talking about John and his food knowledge giving me money to go eat out. Wow. To experience fine dining to uh, you know he he offered so much because he believed in the culture. He believed in the food and he believed what he knew what was right and where the food the food world was going. Um, has it gone that way? In a lot of ways it has because you know now everything's farm to table. But I remember I remember one time someone came in and this is uh, with Sisa uh, came in. And when they started this whole local hero thing, and I remember John, like, he's like, I've been doing this for my whole life. And he was like, how could I, he's, he was like, I support you, but how could I put my support in you when I've been doing this my entire life and no one has supported me? Mm. And I thought that was very, very interesting. Mm. I thought that was a very interesting conversation. But I ended up being at Green Street and I met Amy at Green Street. Mm -hmm. Um you know, um, Amy is his uh, ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, I met her at Green Street, and you know, she, she was like seventeen. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. It's like my whole life, like, kind of started right, wow. right, right there. You know, yeah. um, um, I was exposed. John would take me to do. I went to fucking France with John and Jim like last 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 year. Wow. I went I went to France with those guys for a month. Um, we were in Lyon, and then we were in Paris. You know, that's how extensive our relationship have, has gotten for me being like a, you know, kind of like a 23-year-old kid that they just rolled up in the back of their restaurant. And, you know, I'm, we're going on vacation to, to France and, and Paris, you know, eating at a Michelin star restaurant every afternoon because you can't afford dinner. <laughs> um, but and the great conversations that that we've had and you know uh, and John's love of wine you know was really kind of like one of the first pushes like uh, where me I'm like oh this is a real thing you know like I loved that whole food and wine culture and I tried to get that in St. Martin which I did I got a lot of wine culture in St. Martin mm -hmm. um, just because there's tons of wine to be drunk well in the Caribbean in general yeah, like yeah. I went to Barbados like you like you know um those are european the european controlled yeah that's the right word yeah european the european former european colonies yep um uh 
have way more wine than, yep. than like you know like say a I mean Puerto Rico's changing but 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 by and by just the culture because European oh, yeah we you know Europeans have a wine drink more of a wine drinking culture a- so absolutely and you'll get like wines that you never ever see um, in uh, in in this country. Um, you know, like Fragere, you know, and things like that, and Rhone, um, and it just this really interesting, weird, like small villages that, I'm like, um, where, where is this? Right. You know, um, so you'll get a lot of that. Um, opposed to, you go to Puerto Rico, you 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 can get you can get your classic son, you're yeah. gonna get your yellowtail, <laughs> you gonna get your Carl Rose. Yeah, but you can also you can get your Camus, you know, which also well, is, which which, but also I mean, Camus is is like it's a it's. It's a machine now. It's not it's, what you know what I mean. So course. yeah, you're gonna get you're gonna get all your biggies. What you're saying? Yeah. You, know? you can you definitely can get some Opus One in Puerto Rico. Not wrong with Opus One, but you know, no. you, you, but you're 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 not gonna find like boutiquey or smaller production or as much as you would you know yeah. like because there's like there's like a whole got to be like a whole negotiant mm-hmm. trade just mm-hmm. to the islands, right? Like mm-hmm. you know you make like listen, you make a little bit of wine, you might be better to uh, bring it to yep. the islands into America and compete. You know, and put it against in, you know yep. the Favelies and all the big negotiations, the uh, Louis uh, Jados and whatnot. You know, you'd be better off yeah. just going somewhere, yeah, where you're you're going to get a higher ROI. And 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 you know that's a whole other discussion. But like, the person who gets the least out of the wine is usually the producer. Absolutely. You know. Um, well, you know, uh, again, um, if it's uh, someone who's making it and getting wine from all over France um, and just putting it into different specific bottles, whether whether it's a blend, you know, like a Rhone or or a Bordeaux style wine, um, you know, um, you're getting a lot of that. You're, you're just getting a lot. And then just like really like niche, interesting bottles. Like I'm like, and they're like two, 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 two euro. Right. You can right. go and get like, dude. I was drinking last time I was on the island. I was drinking this this. Um, I was drinking a rosé from uh, Cote d'Iron. It's like one euro ninety <laughs> at, at the Super U, bro. It was insane. But the but the wine selection is crazy. But you could also get a, a plethora of you know fifth growth like Grand Cru, Bordeaux, uh, expensive Burgundies. But you could also get like. A, a two three euro bottle of of, of, of Bordeaux, you yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get that for Burgundy. No, Burgundy's a different animal, dude. I was just I was reading uh, the Wine Spectator and like the Chabatin, bro. I'm like, oh, nine hundred dollars, man. <laughs> Jesus, I'm like, I can go to France for a week and chill for that same for amount of money. Wine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, I'll I'll just I'll just drink what I what I can when I get there. There you go. So back to Green Street. So mm-hmm. After Green Street, was that when you opened up the bistro? No. No? Okay. There, there was, there's a lot. that Man, <laughs> it's not like I had a shitload of jobs. Right. Because I've stayed at places a long time. But I, So after Green Street, I left and went back to the Caribbean, raised my kid there for two years. Okay. Came back to the United States with literally $20. Damn. And not all in dollars. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of change in there, but me, me and Amy like hustled it up. No one would hire me. I was like doing like these like uh, low end, well, not low end jobs, but I was like working at uh, uh, there was a high end restaurant called Sienna. My really good friend owned, used to own it, and I he he had a. Uh, he had some run-ins with the police, so he needed someone to hold his liquor license. So that I done that, for, I did that for a couple of years, and then 
And then I opened up my own place. I ended up I ended up saving enough money to open my own place. That that, that was my first restaurant. That's such an immigrant story. That yeah. does that, that come from parents of immigrants? Was like. As an American, I have a hard time saving money, man, as a kid who grew up in America. Well, you know, my mom would always, make sure you save him because, you know, that's what that's what church ladies do, dude. Yeah. You know, you don't sp- don't sin with that money. <laughs> if you sin with that money, you'll never have money, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, I tried not to do that. Um, so I opened up my first restaurant. Um, and then it was a seasonal, it was a seasonal gig, which was great because I'm like, I'm getting my hang of like... You know, like this, like I'm doing this, and this is my idea. This is like I'm I'm curating this entire thing, and then I took on a winter job because this was seasonal. So I did it through the spring, through the through the fall, and then I ended up getting a job working for Yankee Candle. Okay, and they had a because restu- that's that's out that way that factory. They yeah. that's that's they had a restaurant called Chandler's, mm-hmm. and that's where I, I met uh, Brom Callahan. Uh, Master Sam Brahm, and uh, he was right out out of high school, um, going to UMass, um, taking I think he was taking language classes at at that time, and yeah, and it's kind of crazy. Like, and then I ended up buying the gyp. Well, it wasn't Gypsy Apple then, but I ended up buying that space, creating the Gypsy Apple, celebrating 15 years this year. Um, you know what was that saying? We've we've came, we've come a long way, baby. Yeah. So that's how I look at myself because I've learned, I've grown, I've like experimented, I've opened my eyes up to wine, I've opened up my eyes to uh, the service end of things, <clears throat> and it's it's been really it's you know it's been a crazy ride, especially in the last year. Um, but it, it's, I love what I do, man. And this year has has put the nail in the coffin of how much I love what I do mm. because a year of not socializing and being in the community and having the community that I'm accustomed to, whereas people coming in and enjoying themselves and wanting a great glass of wine, wanting to hear a great story, wanting to taste something delicious, wanting to tell their story. That's what I miss. And that's what will continue. And I've had some, some mishaps in, in the last couple of years. I've fucking dealt with stomach cancer, and I didn't think I was going to get out of that one. Yeah, I mean, this is, <clears throat> I mean, just because one of the things I talk about on the show, you've listened to it, thank you very much mm-hmm. for doing that, is adversities. And I remember, um, just tell everybody, how big was the tumor they removed out of you now? When they first found it, it was 100 pounds, and it took a year for them to shrink it so it was safe enough to take out of my body without me dying. And when they took it out, it was 56 pounds. And they opened me up like a fish. I'm, I have a scar from my, the middle of my belly button to the middle of my spine and from the side up to my arm. Where they just literally just like poof, broke, took two ribs to pull this thing out, took my spleen, took my stomach. They um, accidentally cut my uh, left ventricle three in three places. <clears throat> they cut my um, esophagus <clears throat> in two places. So they had to re- they had to repair so much, man. And they they used my small intestine for my stomach, and 
They took 85% of my pancreas. Oh, the list just goes on, dude. It goes and, on and, and on. And, <laughs> and, and I remember, because um, mm-hmm. we, we, had, we had become friends mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was going down and, uh, uh, wow, I, I can't get out. I don't want to get too teary-eyed, but uh, you opened up yep. and you were just doing lunches and I brought my mom to your restaurant. I, I remember that. And she had fried chicken. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. I remember and she loved your fried chicken. I, man, God bless. <laughs> and my mom makes good fried chicken. I'm, I know she she used the, the bacon fat, bro. That's right. <laughs> no, it's. Uh, I, I remember that. And, yeah, and that was. Uh, I don't even think you were cooking, but it was just good no, to see you on I the was, floor. I was sitting floor. right across from you. Yeah, on yeah. the bench. On the bench. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you were. You were. I mean, you were. Uh, obviously, I mean, you were exhausted. You yeah. just. I mean, that's major, major fucking trauma. And 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 then. Um, and then, uh, you know, a couple months later, back in full swing. Back in full swing. Yeah. And I remember you bringing. I remember. I remember. I remember that night. So because we I remember we had. I made fried rice. With, it was oh some yeah, kimchi. Yeah, 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 yeah. We sat outside oh, yeah. till like three o'clock oh, in the morning. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! That was one of those crazy weekends. That was. A crazy I got engaged. Weekend. We got engaged. I got engaged at your restaurant. Jesus, a lot of mercy. That's right. Holy shit, dude. That's that's amazing. Remember, I called you. I was like, so we gotta set it up. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. dude. Oh that, my god. It's it's so crazy. Like yeah. it's it's crazy how much time goes without you without the recognition of the time. Well, exactly right. Passed. I mean, I think this past year, what's one of the big things? It it forced you to. To take a pause, like, you know, like, you know, um, and I love, I used to live in Connecticut, like down in New Haven. It was only like 90 minute drive up to, you know, two hours, man. Mm-hmm. It was the best, you know, and now it's like four and a half fucking hours. But we're coming up because black wine guy and Michelangelo, and chef, we're going to be doing some shit. That's right. Make sure you're watching Instagram for what we're doing. We're going to do some, do a little pop up at his restaurant. We do a food and wine pairing and might even bring him down here. But um, but but yeah, so many good times. Yeah, and we yeah, I remember that night we came in, um, uh, well, and we spent New Year's Eve there one year. Dude, you turned me. I tell you what, you turned me onto. You turned me onto um, Roan Blends from Texas. That's right. I brought that. That's right. Brought that one from Texas. You turned me on to some crazy fucking orange natural wine with the heart on it. (laughs) Oh yeah, yeah. I brought that wine. It was a field blend. It was some crazy field blend. It yeah, was yeah. crazy, man. Yeah. That shit was like a, a, an exp- a, an experiment. Kind of yeah. went wrong. I don't know. Yeah, you know. I was just like, this is. This is a- I, was like, I was like, if I could bring a funky wine to somebody, yeah. you know, who, 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 you know, you know, I throw mad shade of natural wine, but you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'll try anything, almost anything. Once there's yeah, yeah, at least one color once. of wine I won't try. I'm not going to say what it is. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I um, so. And also, I say one thing I always – when I remember the first time going to your restaurant, I was like, you're all about having people enjoy wine with their meal. Absolutely. Right? So, so like, your bottles are marked up, like, $10 over retail costs or yeah, some yep. shit. Like, you, no, don't, no. you don't do the three-time – No. You know. And I remember – and I remember you weren't there, but I remember I was like, I was like, this list is good. You had an Italian petite Verdot. Yeah, well, that was a, a Spanish. I still well, remember that. Spa- okay. Yeah, yeah, Spain. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and I was like, this is just so we got to try this because yeah, I remember that. And I was like, I was just I was like, this someone has curated this list. So now we're on wine. Well, it's all wine, but now we're on wine. I remember um, you have uh, your level one. Psalm, mm-hmm. you, you did your level one. I, I, did, I was supposed to take my level two, but it was canceled last year when uh, I, oh, I, I went, COVID. Man. I went. I went to. I was already in Georgia, ready to take this fucking. Ready to take the test, and I and I got uh, got this uh, thing like, well, um, 
Georgia's been shut down, and you were there the week it got shut down. I, I was I was there the day it got shut down. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm saying it was only shut down for a week though, bro. I, I, I know, no, 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 I, I know. Yeah, my, yeah. My, my brother, oh my god, my you were there so doing much. that seven day I, period oh, where Lord. they took it serious. Oh, Georgia, oh God bless you. You're such a you're such an okay state, kinda. <laughs> But you need to you need to work on your shit. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. It's like Texas, right? And and now what is it, Missouri? Yeah. Oh, well. but but let's get back to why. <laughs> yeah. You obviously you know you're gonna be back on the show uh, three or four fucking times. I hope so. Obviously. Um. But um. So, and I remember you like because after you had went through all the surgery, you just like reexamined your life, and you're mm-hmm. like, I want to dive deeper into wine, mm-hmm. and so you started studying and um. Rightly so. I think you're a celebrity in the Pioneer Valley where you live, and uh, you were interviewed by the uh, Valley Advocate. And actually, I think I shared – I did share this last year. I wrote a post about you, but um, I, I love the article. You sent me the article, and, and, and this was your, your quote. You said, first of all, it's a white boy's game. No doubt. Speak on that. Well, um, nothing has changed much, as we know, because of the incidences that has happened. Yeah. Over in- so it's uh, me speaking on that. I, I don't really need to because everyone knows the story. It's just like it's it's obvious, and it's like you know, again, you know, it's just like oh well, be, you know, you can be, uh, become a psalm. It's like shit. It's like me becoming a, a psalm. Technically, it could have been like a black man trying to get a fucking bus driving job in nineteen fifty fucking three. Okay. So that's how I look at it, but I am able to, and and and, uh, and as you know, it's it's all about playing the game, man. You know, it's just like, you know, we we th- there was there was a couple incidents where people felt d- disrespected, and I get it, you know. But again, I get it, but I also get the fact that. You need to sometimes you just need to let shit roll off your back and just keep it moving. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. And, you know, like every fucking game has rules. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. So, like, um, we talked about Snowfall, another great movie. Oh, shit. The Banker. I don't, no. Anthony Mackie and Samuel Jackson. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, I don't want to give, I won't give it away, but it, it's like in the 40s and black dudes buying real estate and and in finance so just can you imagine and they were down, and they did something in Texas but there was a line in there where Samuel L. Jackson said he's like just because the game is rigged it doesn't mean it's fun it's not fun to win mm-hmm. right so so like i think i i i and i developed this years ago like in geometry like i look at life almost like a geometry problem like given there's racism, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. you can either prove there's racism or prove that you can rise above it. Yeah. You know, and and there's 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 it's just choices and paths and 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 you know this man, no matter what, when when you look like us, yep. you black. Straight up, you ju- it just, it just, it you, you just, that's it. it like, be, it like, be, it like that, be light black exactly, or dark, dark exactly, black. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, you, you black, right? Black, yeah. So, I've accepted that. Mm-hmm. I have to, and uh, <laughs> and I move on in the face of mm-hmm. that. And I don't want to be nothing but. And that's that. the thing too. Exactly, that informs my whole experience, right? That exactly. I just said experience, right? So, like, like when people there's people don't like the show, that's okay. okay. I get it. Probably don't like black people. 
<laughs> I, mean, yeah, I mean, come on. Like, yeah, hey, you listen. know, like, it's okay. Hey, I'm on board. You know, um, but I think there is something special about, and I think everyone will believe this, but I, I just, guys our age, I'm a few years older than you, like, I grew up seeing so much shit mm-hmm. that it was really good. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, it just, it just has been good to. I feel I I feel great about what I've seen in my life and everything I've gone through and I and and everybody trials tribulations but just who my parents were, of course. Just just you know do I just do the work, man? <laughs> I mean, I just show up. I show up here. I do the work, right? Dude. Like I do the work. <clears throat> and that is my new. That's been like my motto for like this the last two years. Just do the work. That's it. Just do the work. Because if you're not doing the work, what are you doing? You could either do one, you could do one of two things. You could do the work or you can complain and make problems. You could be a problem maker, not a problem solver. I'd rather be a problem solver than a problem maker. I don't need to cry about every fucking little thing. Who's, you know? I I mean, let's look at your fucking life, right? I I mean, I mean, absolutely. I mean, there was a 110-pound tumor inside. They had to shrink mm-hmm. down to 55. They mm-hmm. shred your body open. And you could have been like, that's it. I, you could have gone on disability. I'm, I'm never I, working I, again. I could, have, I could have totally did that. I could have played that card. But you know what? I would have been fucking miserable. And I remember talking. You were dying to get back to work. I, I, and then even I, last summer, you you got like some parasitic infection. Yep. And you. I remember you were out of out of pocket for like – you was yeah. like, bro, I was fucking on – I was like – I called you in the hospital. Yeah, like, I called me in the times. hospital. A couple times. Like I'm like, yo – we, dude, life, you don't know what life's going to throw in, in front of you, man. I'm just happy to be here now. You know what? The two, the, I'm, I get gifted every single day I wake up with one gift from God. You know what that is? Open up both my fucking eyes. Once I can do that, bro, I know I can stand up and do something and make it happen. And that's how I fucking roll. I love it. I love it. So tell us about the the, the name Gypsy Apple Bistro. How do you, how do you, how do you name the restaurant? Well, th- that's you know that's really interesting. Uh, that name actually came from Amy's grandmother, great grandmother. Okay. That you know she was of French descent and um, she couldn't pronounce pomegranate, so she would say Gypsy Apple when she referred. Oh right, because Gypsy Apple was a, was a name for a pomegranate. Right, yeah. right, right. One of those gypsy apples. I know. That's so funny. But, dude, I am so – I'm so much of a gypsy. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, that's why you got to come back. I mean, you know, didn't shower for four months, jumped in the lake with some girl, a fish. Mm. Uh, <laughs> you know, got more shitty jobs to fucking unpack. Uh, dude, there's so many. Oh, God. I, I want to tell you about all – We could have you could have a show about me, how many jobs I didn't get paid at, man. That, like, and right now, I the, the last job I didn't get paid at, the guy's a multimillionaire now. <laughs> It was like, and, and it was like, it was like that job that, like, maybe if I stay, like, shit's gonna pan out. Right. Exactly. It's like, like I'm at this startup. Like, it's just like, it's like, it's like. But, but it was like, dude, you know what? My kid needs to eat. <laughs> I need to do something different right now. I, if it was, if I was rolling solo, I would have totally been with with homeboy. You know, uh, but that wasn't the case. I had, I had, I had people to take care of. And you can, you it's hard to take care of people with just with with this man. You need to do you need to do the work. You need to make that money. You need to get that. 
You need this? I'll get it. Got you. Let's make it happen. Yeah. yeah. Those are the things I want to hear. Like, uh, this guy's not paying me. Oh, uh, I don't got any money. Ugh, I fucking hate that, dude. Just like, woe is me. The woe is me crowd. Uh, just, just, just do something, man. Shit will pan out. Yeah, I actually... Uh... Just be grateful for what you got for right now and make it better. Plain and simple. Simple. Simple math, man. Yeah, I actually, I think uh, I read some day. I was like, if you're stuck, take some action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, I was what I was going to say before, it was like, oh, go, like with me growing up, when I grew up, it was like, go home and cry to your mom. I'm like, I can't because she's got two fucking jobs. <laughs> she ain't home yet. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd be like, shut up, boy, for I'll give you something yeah, to cry about. Um, and no doubt, bro. And pick, my the, mom. pick your switch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to give you something to cry about. <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's it's so funny, you know, because my, my mom's 85 now. And it's just like, sometimes I just sit down with her and it's like, remember, mom, when you did that thing? <laughs> She'd be like, damn. Because, you know, you got to always remember, like, uh, those kids are going to be adults one day. I know. And I, I call my mom out and I laugh. I I, I think My it's mom funny. used to deny stuff. That didn't happen. My mom, my mom does. All the time. I'm like, dude, like, I, no, I'm no, like, that happened. That I'm was like, that, that was real. I'm like, I'm like, look, that was real. Me and my sister rarely agreed on anything, but we'd, we'd have the same uh, account of stuff. And I'm like, no, nah, that shit happened. Um, that was real. So, Gypsy Apple, which is a pomegranate, I love that. Um, name one of the top restaurants by Eater. What was that like, man, to get that recognition? Well, it, that was uh, the, the 38 essential restaurants to eat at in New England. And that was really great because <clears throat> New England is is pretty, you know, I, I that article is like, oh, you get to share one baseball team. You get to share one football team where, like, New York got three fo- football teams. Right. You know, it's just like – so this is, like, really and, – uh, and and I get Connecticut that don't want to be part of New England. I get that um, because, you know, they all, they're all fucking giant fans. No, nah, man. It's like Connecticut because I live in both. And Yankees. I mean, they're, they're half. It's half. Half. Half the state is, half. like, Boston fans. Half the state of rolls no. with New York. Half. <laughs> half. <laughs> Okay, half. <laughs> no, okay. No, there's a lot of New York fans in Connecticut. I, I, not, I, not, not throw anyone under no, the bus, I, man. I've I'm lived just, there, I'm, and obviously I didn't fucking ever like Boston when I was there. Hey, listen, I I love the Boston Red Sox. I love the Patriots. I am, I'm, I'm from Brooklyn. I grew up a Jets fan. The Jets has let me down so many decades. I need to go, I need to, you know what? I, I need go to, to go to winner. I have to go to winner, bro. I, I ain't, I'm not I'm, mad. I, you know what? I, I usually don't do that to, to, to my peoples. Right, right. I had to do it to the Jets, man. <laughs> but, it, but it took like decades. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going on this, this bandwagon right here. Because I live here now and it's just like, I really respect the, the team and how they're, you know, their success has affected – because, you know, and that's the thing with the restaurant business. Even a team winning adds to your success in your oh, restaurant. Yeah. Because, like, people people want to go out and celebrate. Celebrate. Yep. 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 Some, let's, let's pop some bottles. So let's speak, eat some food. Speaking of that, tell us about reopening the restaurant, man. Reopening the restaurant is uh, – yeah, I feel so inspired right now, honestly, MJ. Um, I – 
every morning I wake up, man, I, I kind of like jot a little things down. You know, I'm not I'm not writing down my memoirs by no means, but I am definitely having visions and ideas and things like that. I'm trying to re um, you know restructure my my wine list. And it's funny, I'm going through my wine list the other day. I'm like, you know, I'm like, you know, grapes of you know what grapes a bitch, Chardonnay. It'll, oh, it'll, it'll psych you out. Oh, every time. You know bro. what's so funny? I was just who was I talking to last week about that? It's so true. We're like, oh, when I was out in California, mm. I was just out in California, like, and my friend, out, and we, I was like, I was like, and he's like, this is our Chardonnay. I was like, it's good. He's like, I know it's good, and we both like, but it's Chardonnay. Yeah. Right. Like they were like, it's good. But it's Chardonnay. Yeah. There's Chardonnay, and then there's white Burgundy, and then there's expensive California Chardonnay. That's what I'm saying. And man. that's that's the that's the. That's the trick with that. Like it's so hard. Like like you can find fifteen dollar Mekong. Yeah. Or something that's that's dope. Yep. You of can, course. You can find a nice Borgonia and if you know the producer, it, it absolutely. could the vineyard could sit right next to Pelini Montrachet and it could be thirty, forty uh, bucks a bottle. Absolutely. But the average thirty, forty dollar California Chardonnay, it's the okie doke. <laughs> the okie dokie. <laughs> No, it's the yeah. okie doke, man. And, and, and they're not using barrels, man. right? Right, right. <laughs> using chips, <laughs> you know. So, so it is. It, that's so. You're right. Chardonnay's. It's it's a bitch it, of a grape, man. I'm I'm looking at my white wine list because I'm trying to reduce it and trying to like you know just make things a little more accessible and for me and and my customers. And I'm like, I mean, Chardonnay's like I don't this fucking list. Yeah, man. It's like I got a premier crew, um, you know. Um, Saint Alban. I got um, what else? We got for I, uh, uh, Mount Eden. I got Keenan Chardonnay. I got yeah, but those are. I mean, uh, Mount Eden and Keenan. That's that's legit. No, no, Chardonnay. Uh, right, right, absolutely. Right, right. But then I have uh, Mukam Fusse. Right. I have, <laughs> you know, it's just, and I have another white burgundy. Um, I had like eight Chardonnays on my list, but dude. The Chardonnay is a hustle, dude. <laughs> Comes by different many names. <laughs> dude, I, there should be like a pimp named Chardonnay, bro. Because I'm like, it's what? It's definitely a stripper name. I, well. I actually, yeah. I used to work in a chase and I, 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 kids, their name would be Chardonnay. No. But, I, it, but it'd be like no. S-A-D-E apostrophe D-O-N-N. A with some squiggly oh, line and oh shit, Lord. and they'd be mad. You can't oh like can't, <laughs> can't pronounce some motherfucking. Thing. I don't speak pig Latin. Uh, right, dude. right. And then, then I'm like, they're like, they're like, they like, Chardonnay. I'm like, Chardonnay. Do you know you're named after a wine? They don't even know. Oh, um, actually a grape. Actually, it's a grape. God damn it! God, God, it's, dude, God. it's gonna be a long day. Another episode <laughs> this black chicken and started kicking in, um, dude. You know when, when when you start frying that black chicken, brother, the fucking smoke I know. smokes up a room. Exactly. <laughs> um, so we get ready to wrap up here. Yes. Tell me about what was the bottle of wine that really started off for you with wine, though. In a good way or a bad way. <laughs> I want to okay. So in a good way, <laughs> in, in, in a good way, it would be it would be John. It would be John Shelsky, uh, Green Street Cafe. Um, actually, okay. So, oh my God, I uh, he used to buy futures, so he had a lot of eighty two. Uh, Shut the fuck. Oh, uh, dude, he, it was crazy. So, I how also, smart was that? Because that was expensive. I mean, and, and that seemed expensive then. So I also drink. Uh, Bordeaux's with another friend of mine who's a famous writer. 
who was my neighbor, and he has 76, 80, 82, 83s, and we're talking about like Chateau Mouton, we're talking about Lafitte Ruff, just, just, just like Petrus, you've told me about. Just like, yeah, yeah. just like, bro. He was like, I'm gonna open up three bottles. <laughs> I love this guy. I'm not even going to say his name. I love this guy because he's just like, and then I have his friends being like, sweat me. Like, I heard he opened up those wines. He was like, Ugh. I'm like, dude, d don't hate me because you've been his friend for like 40 fucking years and he'd rather be drinking with me <laughs> than your Don't your hate ass, the player. Bro. Hate the game, son. Exactly, bro. It's like, like, don't be, don't be coming up. Don't be stepping. Don't be half stepping up, up in here, son. <laughs> Cause this is my house, <laughs> but it's it's kind of funny. It's just like you know, I know a lot of older gentlemen that kind of take it to heart that this particular person don't like drinking with them. I'm like, honestly, I wouldn't be drinking with you either, man. <laughs> and it could be like a bottle of nothing, right? Or, or shit, you know. It could be a bottle of tap water that I put in yeah. a. Bottle. And I shouldn't say that because no, th th these these guys are really sweet. And, you know, it's just like, and it's that, that weird humor. It's just like, is that, are you, are you, what are you, <coughs> what are you getting at? Yeah. It's like, you don't think I, I dis, like, know what I'm drinking right. or this and that? It's like, it's like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, I'm a chef. I mean, I mean <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're a chef, right? So. Mm -hmm. So what was what was the actual bottle? So he said he was bought futures and, and that that was a a, a Latour, wow, eighty two, and that was the first time I'm. But I gotta say, the same person who gave me this mm -hmm. had a Petrus, yep, ninety seven mm -hmm. that I opened, and I thought it was okay. Yeah, that can be then, interesting. Bordeaux's I, tricky. I I drank it the the next day. Wow, and my eyes were bleeding, bro. I, I'm like I it was like um, I almost saw like the savior. Right, right. So the like, first day, first shit. day, first day, I was like, mm. but yeah, say, yeah. And that's the thing, Bordeaux has drinking windows, man. <laughs> I'm like, oh, four thousand bucks. Uh, I'll drink this tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, bro. I was on the New York City train with this fuck. I had three bottles, like, like it was like two and a half bottles, mm -hmm. and I remember drinking. I'm like, huh. It's okay. It's okay. I'm like, it's not blowing my fucking mind. Right, right. Because that's what happens a lot of times. You, you have these, like when I first came in, I had so many great bottles, I couldn't even appreciate them, you know yeah. what I mean? And, 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 but sometimes, like you said, like Bordeaux, like that drinking window shit is, yeah. is, is real. And one way you get around it is like you open it and let it sit for a few days, yeah. right? So. So, it's, so the next day, I, dr I uncorked it, mm -hmm. thinking it was going to be just as okay as it was the first time I drank it. And then it literally, it was like, uh, you know, I, what do you have, like a picture of the Pope on the bottle? Something that was like, oh. Dude, I, like tears of blood started coming <laughs> down my eyes. I think it was, it was the Pomerol. <laughs> it started bleeding Pomerol. I, and, and it just came down. And I'm like, this is the most magnificent thing I've ever tasted. Because I remembered it the, the day before. And the second day, it bloomed into something so amazing. And the acid was like, everything was so right. It was like, oh, the tannins are right. The acid is great. You know, it was like, you know, 
the first day, didn't get none of that. Yeah. It's just like, oh, I'm like it's okay. <laughs> changed my changed my tune the second day. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So that that would probably be, and that was maybe five years ago. Well, Michelangelo, my really good friend. Thank you so much for coming in, man. MJ, it was in I, mean, I guess this is what it takes—a pandemic to, to see each other. I know. I know. Uh, Fucking it's, pandemic in a podcast. In a podcast. Um, no, no and, and let me tell you, I, I much success on this, man. I listen to you. I love how you are doing this, man. This is like it resonates so much with my life and my lifestyle and what I do and what you do. I think that. Everyone should be listening to this because you come with such a real approach to to this. I'm 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 fucking blown away, man. I'm like, dude, because I listen to podcast. You know, you know, you can only listen to the Guild of Psalms so many times before you like <laughs> <laughs> want to fucking fall asleep. <laughs> Put a pencil in your eye, like, like <laughs> shit. hey, buddy, look at me. I know. Um, I honestly listened to one year podcast, and then there was something on Spanish wines. Um, I can't remember from region, but I remember it was just like I was happy and like energetic when I like was listening to you, and then all of a sudden I just I just I, I went Alice in Chains, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I felt sad. I felt I don't know how I felt actually. I was confused. <laughs> I was confused, but again, hundred percent success on this, man. I love what you're doing. I hope this fucking you run this thing to the ground, son, because this shit. Because when it once it hits the ground, it will root and fucking grow again. Because this thing is badass, bro. I'm, I look for, dude. I'm, I'm all cut up, man. I've, I've listened to every every episode, and they're all amazing. Wow, they're wow. all amazing. Thank you for, thank you for putting this out in the world for people to listen to. Well, thank you, man. Um, thank you so much for that. Um, I'm just, you know, really excited. You know, we've had big name guests, but you are, you go toe to toe with anybody in this industry. Thank you, sir. And, and I hope you guys um, have enjoyed this. They'll be back for more because we could literally talk for hours um, and we will. Um, tell them how people, how they can uh, find you and be a part of what you're doing. <clears throat> well, you can find me on um, Instagram. Um I think I'm Chef Westcott. Yeah, you're at Chef Westcott. <laughs> at Chef Westcott on Instagram. Um, and I'm on Facebook, but my um, website is uh, gypsyapplebistro.com. You can see what I'm doing there. Um, once we get uh, started up again, um, things will be up to date, menus, um, wine lists, and and just stories probably. Um, and I hope that you guys check me out yeah yeah all right everybody it's your boy mj until the next time cheers to the mavericks philosophers deep thinkers and to all you wine drinkers we say peace thank you so much for listening i hope you learned something you had some fun while you were here please subscribe to the podcast and give us a five-star review on whatever platform you're listening to and if you want to be an insider and get special content, make sure you go over to blackwineguy.com and get on our email list. 